welcome back to Turn Left at the Wormhole. For some reason, you're still around. So thanks. Thank you, Mom. Yeah, mostly moms. So way to go, Mom. Way to stick out some pretty rough episodes. Not because of me, but because of Andrew. So <laughs> you're still bitter about <laughs> O'Brien. Okay, but Chief O'Brien has given me uh, powers beyond uh, your capabilities of defeating. So uh, shout out yeah. to the ghost of Chief O'Brien for yeah, I don't know how you're up blessing me with two wins over uh, Andrew. So, <laughs> but hey, your taco comments are going to come back to haunt you. Tacos are literally the worst. If you come into the house after you've made tacos, you you don't get hungry for tacos again. You just get disappointed. Like you look at Star Trek. No one once ever ordered tacos from Chief a O'Brien. Loved tacos. Chief O'Brien, you know never, it. Never once ordered a taco from a replicator. Well, he wouldn't have on DS Nine because those replicators, like we talked about, are just bad. But you know, when he was on the Enterprise D, he was like, "No chance." It's Taco Tuesday. No chance. <laughs> I, I mean, like Guinan was whipping up guacamole. There's no chance. It happens. It's tacos were never once served aboard a starship because they needed the plumbing in the starship to always work. So <laughs> Starfleet couldn't master that. <laughs> the boon of Starfleet tacos. It's their night. <laughs> yeah, sure. We can uh, we can learn anything about like uh, the dilithium chambers and how to you know keep matter and antimatter uh, equal, but when it comes to flushing Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> no chance no chance i do remember they made this one tv special and they were talking about how where are the bathrooms on the enterprise apparently there was actually a section in the enterprise d <laughs> on the mock-up which is considered like the large restroom facility the communal restroom apparently i wonder if it was like dorm life you know for like most of the crew because in in basically every episode of those shows you see the only the important characters you never see how it was for like the red shirts down in like the basement they probably had like seven people in a room yeah (laughs) they were on bunks yeah they had a four-foot closet to share between all of them yeah if we were ever on an enterprise that's where we would be and they didn't even have replicators they just had ramen noodles yeah which (laughs) they're still around Romulan noodles at that point. Um, Ooh, yeah. good marketing mm-hmm. ploy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're welcome, Star Trek. So, uh, Funyuns, you could make some <laughs> Romulan noodles yourself. Just saying, we've got to we've got to think of something like that. Um, I mean, like we've got like Halo rings. So there's there's something. There. Ooh, we'll Halo figure that rings. out. We'll figure that out for you, Funyuns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today's episode uh, is going to be an away mission for a crew. On the crew, you have to have an engineer, a science officer, a security officer, and then five people who are going to be mining. Uh, so we're going to get into it and then give you a little bit of a synopsis of our mining crew. Okay, so here's the mission. You're we, should give our, we should give our people first. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to um, be going... We're changing our format a little bit. As we go through it, then we're going to roll the dice and talk about it as we go through. Right. So, my team, Bolana Torres, is my engineer. She's half Klingon, so... But she's a good leader. Data is my science officer, because it's Data. I mean, it's self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Tuvok is security... And then my uh, five miners are seven of nine, Tom Paris, Montgomery Scott, because you know he would be, 
uh, Isaac from the Orville, which a trailer dropped. We're going to have to talk about that. And then Jack O'Neill. Okay. And then for my team, I have Jordy LaForge for my engineer. Spock is science. Uh, Boba Fett is going to be my security officer, mostly because he can destroy everyone. And then uh, for my mining crew, I have Chief Tyrrell from BSG, uh, Leah Dama from BSG, Kaylee from, uh, from Firefly, and then also Reynolds and Washburn from Firefly. So uh, that is my mining crew. So now. Let's get into the story. So your team, uh, your away team, must go to the planet Nabisku to find the most precious material in the universe, or zero. Your crew is in the Mujus Valley when they notice a shimmer of light at the top of the ridge. Suddenly, one of your crew miners notices a flash of green light coming from the ridge and tries to duck. We're going to see if they survive. Your crew looks around and notices that they're surrounded by a wild tribe of Klingons. The Klingons open fire on your crew, and as they try to make it back to the cave from which they were mining, your security officer gets into a brawl with a charging Klingon. He realizes that these are no ordinary Klingons, but, the part, but a part of the Ku Aki, a tribe known for its brutality and its obsession with mining and consuming uh, ore zero. Most in the galaxy refer to them as the Ku Aki monsters. So we're going to roll then to see if the security officer survives. So with the rest of your crew now inside the mine, how do they escape the clutches from the Kua Key with as much or zero as possible? Okay, so uh, first off, we have uh, the crew member who notices the flash of green light. So Andrew and I have already chosen ours. Mine is going to be Kaylee. She has to duck to get away from that. And Andrew, you have uh, Mine Jack is uh, Jack O'Neill, who also has to duck. So I'm going to roll for Andrew. Andrew's going to roll for me. And <laughs> are you getting a one? If you get a one again, I'm going to kill you. you. You got a two. Okay, you got a two as well. So okay. uh, seriously injured. Uh, they do get hit. Both yeah. of them must get hit, I guess. Well, so I, I, I'm going to say Jack, he, he, he doesn't quite duck in time and... Uh... It hits him right in the stomach. For sure. Because he's really slow. <laughs> so he's... He down. I have a feeling that Kaylee gets shot in the mouth, and it makes her bleed. And uh, she realizes how much she doesn't like strawberries. If you've seen Firefly, you, you know, she's <laughs> always obsessed with strawberries for some reason. So If you've uh, seen Stargate, they have this, like, pouch in their stomach, some species. <laughs> so that's why. Because Jack actually had one at one point. It was kind of mm. creepy. So uh, that that person uh, runs back to the clave, cave with their serious injury. Jack uh, does not run. <laughs> <laughs> Jack rolls to the cave. Yeah, so he's, um, he's, he's rolling. And uh, well, anyway, then our security officer, which I have Boba Fett, and uh, you have, have Tuvok. Tuvok. So they get into the fight with uh, one of the Kuaki tribe, and now we're going to roll to see if they survive. So here we go. Oh, you got a four. You got a one. No, Tuvok yeah, dies. Tuvok. I the just got the Vulcan has, on my team. Has found his vengeance. Ugh. I just got a Vulcan. You deserve this. <laughs> he was my, like, administrator. Uh, man. Hey, you said you wanted more risk on your teams. That's what you get. Yeah, but not that much risk. 
So right. Tuvok dies. And then uh, with Boba Fett, uh, <sighs> he is able to pull out uh, the gun from the Kua Keys, uh belt and shoot him as they're grappling together, putting the man down and running back into the cave now with his team. So now uh, four our scenarios and how they get out of it. So um, we kind of are just going to explain then what we think our crew is going to do. So uh, for my crew, um, given that I have LaForge and Spock, and then also luckily Boba Fett did survive. So that kind of helps me a little bit with all of that and the equipment they have stored inside the mine. I would see uh, LaForge and Spock coming up with a way of uh, basically engineering a machine that can actually distort the mine around them and create it almost as uh you know almost like a a film in a way where they can actually all beam out of there together through the ship so um as the Kuaki tribe is trying to rush into the cave Jordy and Spock come up with a machine that allows the transporter to still beam them out of the cave, even though they weren't able to be beamed out of it at the beginning. What say you, Andrew? Well, Tuvok is dead. <laughs> the rest of the crew gives up and dies. So they, they don't give up. Um, Balana, who was angry still saw the bigger picture of everyone else and got them into the caves and sealed it. So they're in there, Balana and Data and Seven of Nine, even Isaac, and they're trying to work a way to boost comm signals um, to punch through so they can help, like you said, beam them out. That was actually where we were going to. But while this is happening, the native inhabitants of the planet who had actually befriended Tuvok. <laughs> the natives of this planet, the key Blair elves. <laughs> they came to the aid of Starfleet and attacked the Kuaikai monsters. <laughs> the keyboard elves. <laughs> no, the key Blair. Okay. It's two words with an apostrophe. Yeah, we're really stabbing at the subtlety of these jokes now. <laughs> and and they run them out of the town of L. Fudge. <laughs> okay, now we've just given up. <laughs> Which allows Starfleet to get out of the caves through another entrance and uh, fly away in the shuttlecraft. That was full of poor <laughs> zero. L fudge. <laughs> it was the town. <laughs> you couldn't call it like Fudgeville or something like nope. that. Make it just blatantly American. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, for those of you looking at home, we have it as or zero that it, on our screen. It basically looks like Oreo. So that's the whole thing. <laughs> The planet's Nabisco, Nabisco, like I said, pretty subtle. 
pretty subtle. And it's the Muju Valley. <laughs> the Muju's Valley. I love that one. In the town um, of El Fudge. <laughs> I did not write the El Fudge. I, <laughs> that was 100% Andrew. Uh, so the town of Elfa. But you're the one who killed Tuvok. Tuvok deserved to die. I'm just glad he had befriended those key <laughs> player elves. I mean, it helps that he has the pointy ears too. So he does. Thought, That's why he probably, befriended him. Yeah, probably thought they were one of them. And he's a hard worker. So uh, we apologize for this episode. <laughs> but uh, if you want to go over to our Twitter page now. Uh, you should see that poll up. Who uh, who had the best solution to this scenario, or who did you just like more? Uh, you can vote on that, and that will be up as soon as the episode goes up. So go on over and vote for that. Funyuns, tell us. Welcome back. So. Josh, have you seen the new trailer for Orville Season 2? I haven't. You actually are the only one that's seen it because I watched oh. you watch it. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, I've seen all of Season 1, and I'm, okay. I'm looking well, forward to What do you think two. of Season 1? Season 1, uh, I, I felt like it really added a lot to, to the sci-fi genre. I feel like with Star Trek, even though Star Trek can kind of mock itself a little bit, uh, the Orville just adds a lot that Star Trek doesn't get into. I feel like the Orville probably addresses actually more of uh, how humans actually think in situations. Um, you know, I mean, Star Trek does a good job of addressing that as well as other shows, but I feel like the Orville is just maybe a little bit more real life and in, in how ridiculous some of this stuff might actually seem if it, if it were to happen to you. It's so funny. Yeah. I think, um, one thing that I found interesting about that, uh, I think Seth MacFarlane actually tweeted it out. Um, people who, uh, you know, watch a lot of these are, this is going to hit close to home since we just had the elections, but people who actually watch the Orville and Star Trek that has the most crossover of Republican and Democrat than any other genre. Like uh, people who watch something like NCIS are like super highly Republican and people who watch, um, you know, I'm trying to think of other things are like really Democrat. And then sci-fi for some reason has like this ability to kind of bring both sides together a little yeah. bit. And I think a lot of it is just the uh, the excitement, uh, the hope that the future has. Uh, I found that just kind of interesting. I feel mm-hmm. like it's. You know, we need more sci-fi in today's culture. That's really what it's saying. Well, in season one, they hit on a lot of stuff happening in society today, but they did it through a comedic, futuristic sci-fi show. So they're hitting on real, real world issues, but at the same time, it's funny and, I don't know, quirky. They can come about things differently. and Much like your favorite podcast. Yeah. It's fun and quirky and poorly done. <laughs> hey, we're, we're the definition of low budget. Um, yeah, I think the most we've actually spent on this is how much it takes to charge our phones. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah I don't I mean, know. We t- talk about those three months before we did anything where we, how many times did we re record? Yeah, I think we re-recorded the first episode nine times, and yeah. for the first episode is still really bad. <laughs> and if you haven't watched The Orville, it is not a bad show, quality-wise. Yeah. It's a good, well-filmed show. 
which I'm kind of surprised uh, that it wasn't canceled almost in a way, just because I feel like stuff that's kind of cross genre, like the Orville, cause it's, you know, sci-fi it's really high in comedy, but then also it drops like major uh, bombs, like ethical dile- dilemmas yeah. a lot of the time. And uh, I feel like a lot of those shows don't make it, which is a pity because that type uh, of show is actually more close to real life because it's not just one thing. Uh, like you see in Star Trek, you see one thing in Star Trek and that's like uh, intense mm-hmm. diplomatic pressure, uh, pressure from war, things like that. But the Orville, it balances all of that uh, in a way that's much more real life in how yeah. uh, humans deal with situations, whether that's through comedy or through being serious and trying to take control of the situation. I think that's why it's enjoyable, though, is. A lot of people like Seth MacFarlane's humor. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like Star Trek. New Star Trek came back last year. Some people weren't sure how it was going to go. Oh, hey, this show's dropping at the same time. Let's watch both just to see what I think. Oh, hey, this one's pretty funny. I'll keep watching it too. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's funny. And it if you really think about it, it kind of pushed Star Trek and CBS to make their own version. Right, they're dropping a animated series that is a comedy. Yeah, it's not just another animated series; it's a comedy animated. So it's even pushed Star Trek to realize you can do this right and yeah. have it be funny, yet hit on the serious stuff and be the Star Trek adventure exploration. I don't yeah. know exactly, and I think also if you look at the Marvel movies. Um, why Marvel does so much better, I think, than DC is because they do have that uh, comedic aspect. Yeah. And DC is like way too serious. They take themselves way too seriously. So I think uh, people are getting more, I guess, well-rounded in what they want to watch. They want to watch something that, that, you know, has a range of things, not just, you know, one note all the way through. So, uh, but I mean, if, if I'm going to watch a movie, I mean, it's a superhero movie and I could watch any, it's going to be The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's other than like Infinity War, but Infinity War is like let's make twenty movies that all lead up to one. So if you haven't seen the others, you don't know what's happening. Exactly. Okay, go. <laughs> well, I mean, and in case you haven't uh, heard, Infinity War is super duper sad. So, spoiler alerts: we um, will not give away the ending. Yeah, but there um, are no Funyuns shown in that movie. <laughs> Which is a real pity. I feel like a missed marketing opportunity for yeah. Funyuns yet again. Uh, You're in so. space. Planets have rings. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking this whole space rings thing, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. something here. Yeah. And uh, so Funyuns, if you're listening to this segment, please reach out to us. You know where to find us. And I mean, more importantly, create. they brought their Twitter page back the day we started actually posting episodes. It's true. It's true. It's almost like we were meant to be. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, peanut butter and jelly. It's Funyuns and and poorly produced podcast. It's really I mean, you a could phenomenal... make wormhole rings. Yeah, for sure. You could make um, a wormhole out of Funyuns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so really a plethora of yeah. uh, ring opportunities for Funyuns. So, and we uh, have more. Yes, we're exactly. always coming up with more. We're incredibly mildly creative. 
So uh, reach out to us. And more importantly, uh, if you haven't seen Orville or the Orville, just uh, if you're able to watch that really great series, we highly recommend it. Uh, like we said, it, it brings a little bit of everything. Uh, so hopefully you'll check that out. And, Season two uh, comes out in December. Yeah. So you got a little bit of time to catch up there. All right, so the last segment for tonight, uh, we're just going to get into a preview of the next episode. So what we're going to be doing on the next episode is going through our versus segment. So it's going to be the first versus segment. How that's going to be is we're going to take two things that don't appear together in any uh, genre or in any uh, series, and we're going to put them together and just debate which would win. So uh, we have like, you know, Gorns versus Wookiees, X-Wings versus Vipers, uh, Halo versus Call of Duty, what we like better, what is better. Uh, if you have an idea for the versus segment, whether that's, you know, tacos versus literally every other food, uh, tweet us and uh, we probably will address it on this mm-hmm. show. And so. if you have one of us you want to defend one of these things, throw that out too. I will never defend tacos if that's what you're trying to get them to do. Well, I'm, I wasn't actually going to suggest that, but if you want Josh to lose, recommend tacos. Tacos are an indefensible food. It's literally just ground beef. Now, if we're talking chalupas, totally different conversation. Chalupas okay. are 1,000% better. Dude, tacos, have you gotten the double chalupa? No. Is that like something from Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I, I don't risk that. Dude. It's like a chalupa, but double. It's so wide. It's, <laughs> wow. it's like eating. I hadn't thought of that. It's like eating a chalupa out of a canoe. It's so big. Yeah, I see. Just like the engineers of Star Trek, I too cannot risk Taco Bell and then coming home and doing something to the plumbing in my house. Wow. <laughs> wow. Poor Taco Bell. Well, they're never going to be a sponsor anyway, so who are we kidding? Yeah. I mean, Funyuns, you know, that's that actually has a lot of health benefits, but uh, Taco Bell, I, I don't think so. Well, maybe so, we could get our wives to be our sponsors. Yeah, speaking of... They probably of, uh, have to listen first. Yeah, speaking of wives, um, Jess, I think, has listened to the first episode and turned it <laughs> off. And the only reason she listened to it is because she was cooking while she was listening. So she turned it on and then like 10 minutes in, just turned it off and was like, I don't understand any of this. So uh, I don't know. Has has Elizabeth listened to anything? I I don't know. I think I'm going to have to say something random here. Like if she doesn't listen, I get to like eat Taco Bell every day for a week or something ridiculous. Yeah. And her not listening is her agreement. No, that's not big enough. Yeah, uh, you're going to, uh, you know, stop paying the mortgage or something unless <laughs> <No>. she listens. <laughs> She's got to know, though. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Is she listening? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Jess doesn't support my dreams. I will say that. So, oh. uh, mm. you know, whatever. Uh, I, If you're wondering, the reason why we took so long to record this podcast is uh, recently just had a child uh, mm. here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, congrats, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Well, thanks. Publicly congrats. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm finally getting a little more sleep. So we thought, hey, why don't we record tonight since we're finally, uh, I'm finally, you know, awake. So, uh, and I'm finally not at work. 
Right. So I do have to get my, uh, my daughter to listen. Um, mm-hmm. So far, she has been pretty disobedient. Uh, mm-hmm. She has not once cleaned her room uh, mm. or actually gone to the bathroom uh, where she needed to go. So, uh, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll work on that. Um, yeah. You, you got, you got like a good 18 years left. Yeah. And uh, we have watched most of uh, Deep Space Nine together. So, okay. Hopefully, I will yeah. continue to indoctrinate her, and ultimately, she will become the first Catherine Janeway in real life. So, so well, see, my daughter actually has the middle name Catherine for Catherine Janeway. Yeah, my my daughter is. It's just she doesn't actually have any. I tried to get Worf, but for some reason, Worf isn't a very appropriate daughter's name. Uh, I don't know where my wife got that from, but well, you, you could know. have done like Warfria. throw an IRA at the end, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. She wouldn't go for, for really anything. I brought up, I brought up a lot of different names and, and she didn't like any of them. So, oh, well, oh, well. Uh, But until next week, like we said, head over to the Twitter page and uh, give us your vote there. And then also, if you don't mind, share this with uh, three of your friends and then have those three friends share it with their three friends And then in roughly two months, we should have claimed everyone on Earth. So uh, feel free to share this with people. We are continuing to grow. So thank you for everyone who has shared this and talked about this. Uh, For some reason, you guys like listening to us. It's really baffling. And I'm just going to (laughs) say, please share. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we... uh, we really do want Funyuns to sponsor us. Not that they actually are going to give us a lot of money, but just to say we have been sponsored by Funyuns is uh, is That's a real dream. It's a real dream. There. Um, <laughs> at that point, we would probably stop the podcast. So Funyuns, if you just want us to stop, just sponsor us for one episode, and we will leave you alone. Um, we won't call anymore. Um, so please, just but but reach hey, out to I, us. I will go out there to say. If you want to be in our Funyun segment, remember, tweet us. Yeah. We'll you can you. be the beckoning voice to Funyuns. Absolutely. So until next week, remember, share us with your friends, share us with your moms, and most importantly, live long yeah. and eat tacos. <laughs> Don't say that. Tacos are terrible. <laughs>